At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. Okay, we're going to go back to the president's press conference and see if he's kind of shifted into Syria and uh, possibly the impeachment. And, and uh, the relationships we have with countries, but maybe putting it a different way. The worst mistake that the United States has ever made, in my opinion, was going into the Middle East. It's a quagmire. We're up to close to $8 trillion, and we're bringing our folks back home. We have great, talented military. We're bringing them back home. Our military has never been stronger, but we're now acting as police. We're, we're policing areas. We're doing jobs that other countries should be doing. We're doing jobs, frankly, that Europe should be doing. We're doing jobs that Russia should be doing, that Iran should be doing, that Iraq, Turkey, Syria should be doing. They should be doing this. We shouldn't be doing it. We're 7,000 miles away. Mr. Graham is talking about imposing economic sanctions on Turkey over this incursion into Syria. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's okay. I've already told that to President Erdogan. Far more than sanctions. I'll do far more than sanctions. Lindsay uh, and I'd feel differently. I think Lindsay would like to stay there for the next 200 years and maybe add a couple of hundred thousand people every place. But I disagree with Lindsay on that. But I, I will tell you that I do agree on sanctions, but I actually think much tougher than sanctions if he doesn't do it in as humane a way as possible. But I've gotten him to stop for virtually from the first day that I was in office. But they've wanted to fight and that's the way it is, and they've done it for so long. Yes, go ahead, please. So what does this humane way as possible actually mean? Does, well, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to define that as we go along. Uh, they want to, uh, if you listen to Erdogan, he wants to uh, have people uh, go back to where they came from, go back to Syria. Right now, he's holding, in all fairness to him, he's holding millions of people. That would be all over the place if he wasn't holding them. So he wants to repatriate. He wants to have them go back into the area that he's looking at. But we'll see. We'll see how he does it. He can do it in a soft manner. He can do it in a very tough manner. And if he does it unfairly, he's going to pay a very big economic price. You said with the letter that you sent up to Nancy Pelosi yeah. yesterday, you appeared to declare war on the impeachment inquiry. Can you tell us in your own words why you think it is incumbent upon the House to hold a full vote to authorize an inquiry? And if they were to hold a vote and it were to be positive, would you then cooperate with the inquiry? Well, let me just say that the Republican Party and president, but the Republican Party, has been treated extremely badly by the Democrats, very unfairly. Uh, because they have a tiny margin in the House, uh, they have eviscerated the rules. Uh, they don't give us any uh, any fair play. It's, a, it's the most unfair situation people have seen. No lawyers. You can't have lawyers. You can't speak. You can't do anything. You virtually can't do anything. And then on top of it, they have a guy named Schiff. And Nancy Pelosi knows all this because she's just as guilty as he is. But you have a man named Schiff where I had a perfect phone call with the president of 
uh, Ukraine. Like, I mean, perfect. People read it, but they don't read that. They heard Schiff's version of it. He defrauded the American public. He gave the most horrible rendition, adding his own words. I mean, Mark Meadows is here. I think I can say honestly, Mark, you didn't believe it when you heard it. And uh, Mark's never heard anything like it. And many of the people that we work with, including Democrats, have never heard anything like it. He made up a phone call. He made it up. Because what happened is they spoke about a day too early. They heard a whistleblower who came out with a false story. You know, people say, oh, it was fairly close. It wasn't close at all. What the whistleblower said bore no relationship to what the call was. We have a transcribed call done by professionals. And the call was a perfect call. But Schiff made it up. Then it turns out that the whistleblower was in cahoots with Schiff. Then it turns out that the whistleblower is a Democrat, strong Democrat, and is working with one of my opponents as a Democrat that I might end up running against. The whole thing is a scam. It's a fix. And we wrote a letter yesterday and probably ends up being a big Supreme Court case. Maybe it goes a long time. I don't know. But the Republican Party has been treated unbelievably badly and unfairly by the Democrats, John. A vote in the full House and the vote were to well, authorize. Yeah, would, you co- okay. would you cooperate? Well, we would if they give us our rights. It depends. If they vote and say you can't have lawyers, you can't ask questions, you can't have anybody present, all of these crazy things. And even some of the reporters said to me, it really is an unfair situation. They ask all the questions. And then, for instance, the ambassador who testified was a fine gentleman. He gave great testimony for us. But we don't get to do any of that or show any of that. So they brought out only the couple of negative things, all which were knocked out by his other statements. It it was a great witness for us. But if you would have listened to them, you would have said it was a better witness for them. It wasn't. It wasn't even close. He was a fine gentleman. Uh, And we saw that and we said that's very unfair. Yes. Mr. President, uh, there are reports this afternoon that that the Chinese are lowering their expectations for a trade deal. Are you also lowering your expectations for a trade deal? No, I don't think so. I think they feel that uh, I'm driving a tough bargain. But I have to. You know it better than anybody. You do a good job over there. Watch a lot. We are so far down in terms of where we started from presidents that didn't do their job for many years. Since since the uh, World Trade Organization founding, China went in 2001 or so. China went in and just ripped off the world. So and I told that to President Xi. I said, you know, this can't be like a 50-50 deal. Because a 50-50 deal, you're like up there, we're down here. So a 50-50 deal doesn't work, right? You got to have a little balance. This has to be a better deal from our standpoint. And I think they fully understand it. One of the really good meetings I had today was with our people on opioids and drugs and fentanyl, and fentanyl in particular with respect to your question. And they said that uh, Chinese leadership has a lot of respect for our president. And they are really being much more careful. It's a much different situation. We have some great drug numbers. Now, what is great drug? If you're down 15, 16, 20, 25 percent, it's still horrible what's going on in this country and in the world. In the whole world, it's horrible. But no, I think they have a lot of respect for us. The first time they've ever respected us. I think China has a lot of respect 
for me and for our country and for what we're doing. And I think they can't believe what they've gotten away with for so many years. Are the Chinese wrong to be putting pressure on the NBA, sir? Well, the NBA is a different thing. I mean, I watch uh, this guy, Steve Kerr, and he was like a little boy. He was so scared to be even answering the question. He couldn't answer the question. He was shaking. Oh, 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 I don't know. I don't know. He didn't know how to answer the question. And he'll talk about the United States very badly. I watched Popovich, sort of the same thing, but he didn't look quite as scared, actually. But they talk badly about the United States. But when it talks about China, they don't want to say anything bad. I thought it was pretty sad, actually. Um, It'll be it'll be very it'll be very interesting. Excuse me. Are you okay then with the Chinese government pressuring the NBA over Hong Kong? They have to work out their own situation. The NBA is they know what they're doing. But I watched the way that like Kerr and Popovich and some of the others were pandering to China and yet to our own country. They don't. It's like they don't respect it. It's like they don't respect it. I said, what a difference. Isn't it sad? It's very sad. To me, it's very sad. John? Mr. President, uh, Joe Biden came out uh, for the first time today and said, you should be impeached. Your response? Well, he's falling like a rock. Um, We have him on tape with corruption. I mean, he's getting the prosecutor for, I guess, John, it was $2 billion, uh, saying, we're not going to give you the $2 billion or whatever the amount was unless you get rid of this prosecutor. And then he goes, lo and behold, the prosecutor was gone. And that was the prosecutor. Excuse me, John? $1.2 billion. $1.2 Not a lot of money. And uh, then his son takes out $1.5 billion from... China. And by the way, the the 50,000 a month that he was getting from Ukraine looks like it's 168,000 split among him and somebody else, his friend. And also there's a payment of about $3 million to his son. His son just got thrown out of the Navy. So Biden is dropping like a rock. I don't don't think he's going to make it. I didn't think he was going to make it for a long time. I don't think he's going to make it. And I guess this is one way he can do it. You know, he didn't say that until right now. And he sees what's happening to him. I guess he's no longer the front runner. But uh, look, I feel badly for him because I know uh, he's going through a lot. He's been hit and he's been caught red handed. I mean, here's a man who is on tape saying exactly what he's going to do in terms of corruption. And he gets away with it. If that ever happened to a Republican, they'd be getting the electric chair right now. They'd be right now being walked into the electric chair. It's a whole different standard. What Joe Biden said on tape, this isn't like, gee whiz, we think. What he said on tape and the fake media doesn't want to play the tape. They hardly play it. So I feel, uh, you know, that it's too bad what's happened to him. He's sinking and his campaign's sinking. But he walked away with hundreds of, I mean, you look at the kind of numbers. His son, who is at best incompetent, got thrown out of the Navy. I don't even want to say why. A subject that we just discussed. I don't want to say why. But he gets thrown, and all of a sudden he's making a deal with Ukraine where they're getting 168000 a month between the two of them. 168000 and he gets $3 million payments, and all of this money coming out, and the kid has no expertise in energy, and it's an energy company. He has no expertise. You and I both know much more than he does, John. And then you walk into China, and a couple of days later, 10 days later, to be exact, he gets $1.5 billion out of China. And he's got no expertise. And I have friends that are the smartest people on Wall Street. I said, is that possible? They say, no, it's not possible. 
It's a pretty sad situation. Please. I just want to cl uh, clarify something you said earlier. If, if Pelosi holds a vote on the floor on impeachment and commits to the rules of previous impeachment proceedings, you'll participate in that investigation? Yeah, if the, if the rules are fair, because I don't know how, I don't know exactly your definition. If Republicans get a fair shake, because the Republicans have been Look, we were very nice to them. When Paul Ryan was the speaker, he really wouldn't give subpoenas. And I'm not saying good, bad, or indifferent. Here's a man that knows it very well. Uh, they'd go in with all of the corruption that you've been reading about and all of the things that they did wrong with, with Comey and all of these people and all of the things they did wrong. When we wanted a subpoena, meaning they wanted a subpoena, it was very hard to get it. And I, I'm not sure he ever even issued a subpoena. And Nancy Pelosi issues subpoenas, come on in and get them. Gives them to Nadler, gives them to Crooked Schiff. I mean, this Schiff is one crooked guy. The guy made up my phone call. Think of it. In the United States Congress, he made up my phone call. And I've had people that said, I didn't like the way you talked to the Ukrainian president. I said, did you read my speech? No, I heard. Shift, shifty shift. I heard shift. I said, that's how I said. It. I said, well, let me see what he said. A lot of people saw that. This, and frankly, I think if it wasn't for me, I don't know if anybody would have even noticed and called him out. He took my really, believe it or not, congenial and gentle words, and he made me sound like a tyrant. It's a terrible thing. He defrauded the American public. I mean, honestly, I don't know what can happen, but there are those that say he should be prosecuted for what he did. He should certainly be impeached, but he should be prosecuted for what he did. And I think he's a very bad leader of this movement. Yes, please. On the phone call, there's a new report out today that the whistleblower says a White House official came to him and said you committed a crime on that call. Did any White House official express any concern to you no, uh, or no. speak to you about that phone call? It's all a big con, don't you understand? Look. The phone call, you have it. It's the transcript. That's why they keep saying, oh, the whistleblower said this and that. What happened is, if they would have seen the transcript early, they wouldn't have had a whistleblower because he wouldn't have said there was nothing he could say. All you have to do is read the transcript, very calm. And what's even more important than the transcript in a certain way, although I think the transcript is the most important because it was really plain vanilla. No emotion, no nothing. These are crooked people that are doing These are Democrats headed by a, a Democrat lawyer, a big Democrat lawyer. This is a con job. This is a con being perpetrated on the United States public and even the world. And the world is watching, and they, they get it better than a lot of other people. It's very interesting. But a poll just came out today. Very small people want to see something, even though I only get negative press from you people. Not you, necessarily. But, uh, but that's the way it is. So I, I say this. Look. Um, all you have to do is read the transcript. But you know what's almost as good as the transcript, I think, is the Ukrainian president saying he didn't even know what they were talking about. No pressure. The foreign minister of Ukraine saying, no, it was a very normal call. There was no pressure at all. What is bad is when you see all of the elements, when you see that Schiff saw the whistleblower, when you see what the whistleblower said about the phone call, and it was totally different. He made it up. And I don't know why a person that defrauds the American public should be protected. Okay? Your administration Okay, ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was President Trump. He's giving a press conference answering questions now about impeachment, about Syria. He had some very interesting comments about that. I know that we're a little bit late.
I also just found out that several stations who normally don't hear this show are hearing the show now because of some satellite issues. I want to welcome you to the audience. If you want to go ahead and follow along or watch the live stream, we are broadcasting live on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash Casey the host. That's C-A-S-E-Y. We're also broadcasting on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Casey the host. And we'll cover some of the stuff that the president said in his press conference coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. The president is still talking at his press conference, but now he's kind of shifted over into the economic stuff. He's talking about the uh, the Chinese coming to town tomorrow. And remember, we just had a deal with South Korea. The deal was signed with Japan yesterday. Those are big trade deals. And China's coming to town tomorrow. And, you know, he's consistently won that that battle with China. They've acquiesced several times. And then... Then they seem to, something happens, and they try to pressure again. They do it for a little bit, and then they kind of falter. We went over some of the economic numbers from China about three weeks ago. They're not doing well. Um, And I think that China, I'm hoping, anyway, I'm hoping that China is at the point now where they're saying, uh, there's not much more that we can do. We've got to resolve this because we're getting our backsides handed to us. And then you've got... You've got, uh, you know, South Korea, you've got Singapore, you've got Vietnam, you've got all of these countries saying, hey, give us all of the business that you were going to give China. Did you know that Singapore actually just surpassed the United States in, uh, was it economic opportunity or something like that? Let me look. I have it in my show prep, uh, but I have to search for it because I don't. I've got so much stuff today. Everything has been... Yeah, uh, U.S. has dipped in competitiveness index. Singapore now takes the top spot. Um, So we had surged with competitiveness after President Trump was elected, and we regained that top spot. But now Singapore is. And Singapore is that emerging market that they're they're probably going to be... Singapore and Vietnam are going to be fighting out who's going to be the next China as far as the economic go-to for American companies will be overseas. Anyway, the president, who was just talking at his press conference, and I don't have a lot of time because I'm on a a little bit of a hard break here, but he mentioned that the impeachment probe um, is uh, illegitimate. It is. I've gone over this many times with with all of you. The rules were changed. I will probably go into great detail about that here in a little bit. Um, But this is not an official impeachment inquiry where they go through the legal process where the accused, which would be the president, his rights are being respected. There's cross-examinations and everything else. That's not happening. This isn't an actual impeachment probe, okay? That's not what's going on. Uh, but people are confused that, you know, these these rules have been changed and things of that nature. So the White House said, we're not going to participate in it. The reporters, several of them, asked him the question multiple times in different ways to see if he answered the same way, said, if there's an official vote on this with the whole House, you know, will you cooperate? And he said he would. So... He's, he's basically saying, I'm not going to cooperate with something that violates my rights. Uh, if you do it the proper constitutional way, we'll cooperate. But until then, we're not going to. You know, Trey Gowdy has joined his team, former representative from South Carolina, former prosecutor. By the way, he was fired by Fox News. People on the live stream know this. Trey Gowdy was fired by Fox News immediately after he joined the president's legal team as outside counsel. Um, and then the president also talked about the Kurds and Turkey, And he said, look, since I've been here, I've been doing everything I can to keep Turkey and the Kurds from fighting each other. He goes, but they want to fight. 
you know, and at some point we have to make a decision on what we're going to do. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, what the president said. I'm not quoting him. And he's he said, that's it. You know, Turkey is going to have to do this in a responsible way. People were pushing him for definitions on that. He said that's going to change as we go. Um, now, again, reports are that seven civilians have been have been killed today. We don't know if that's true or not. Uh, we'll have to continue to to weigh in on this. And, you know, people have been sending me text messages, too, like, hey, you abandon the Kurds and you send a terrible message to your allies. I agree with that. I've been saying that going back to Bush Sr. You know, the reason that Iraq fell apart a year after the, the successful invasion was because the people didn't rise up the way that we wanted them to. Because previously, when we were over there, we asked them to rise up, and then we we pulled out, left them on their own, and they got slaughtered. So that certainly does have waves, 100%. I agree with that position. But, you know, the two of them want to fight. I, I don't know what you do. You stand there and protect them the entire time, um, or do you eventually just say, we're not going to get in the middle of, of two allies fighting each other, and we're just going to back away from this thing. All right, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is Casey Hendrickson. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, we are live streaming on YouTube.com slash Casey the host, twitch.tv slash Casey the host. And you can follow me on social media at Casey the host on Facebook and Parlor. And if you want to follow me on Instagrams where I do the my knives, my holsters, my 3D printing, it's at ASD Knives. And since some of you are not normal listeners, since we had some satellite issues with the company today, I just found out here recently that my show is being pushed to several stations that don't normally get this show. So I want to welcome you to the audience. Again, you can follow me online. Uh, you can also, you know, listen to your radio or you can go to 953mnc.com, click on the streaming there or download the free 953mnc app if you decide that you want to continue to listen to me after normal programming comes back, which happens quite a bit, believe it or not, and get the free app in the uh, the app store of your choosing and then you have all of our news and then you'll be able to go ahead and listen to live MNC programming. All right, want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle, Indiana. Again, they have 10 dedicated shooting lanes with rifle and pistol. If you mention me, you get 50% off your range time. Today's Wednesday. Kids shoot free with a shooting parent today, so teach your children responsible firearm ownership and handling. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information. Uh, Julian Castro, who is allegedly still a presidential candidate, he escorted 12 migrants to the Texas border from Mexico. I think he's the third or fourth uh, presidential candidate who has done this, where they've gone and they take uh, migrants on the other side. Now, they're being held in Mexico per the new law. Uh, So they're being held in Mexico awaiting their hearing for asylum. Remember, 99% of them, and by the way, I still think I'm overestimating how many of them would actually qualify for asylum, but 99% of them do not actually qualify for asylum They're just coming to the United States for economic reasons, and that's going to get them turned right around. So this new deal that we have, the new law and the new arrangement with Mexico, is that they stay on the Mexican side of the border until they're hearing. They come in, they have their hearing, and if they're approved, they get to come into the United States under our asylum laws. If they're not approved, they go right back to where they were were coming from. Mexico can decide to keep them or not. It's up to Mexico what they want to do. Now, according to the Los Angeles Times... 
The migrants consisted of a deaf woman from El Salvador and her three relatives, along with eight gay and lesbian asylum seekers from Cuba, Guatemala, and Honduras. So Julian Castro, he went across the border and he found every, every Democratic Party base group that he could tick and put them in there. Disabled, LGBTQ, we're going to go ahead and throw all of them in there and I didn't just go across the border and save migrants uh, from these downtrodden countries. No, no. I went across the border and I found all of the people that we pretend to stand up for and bring them across. Uh, by the way, it's interesting that somebody from Cuba would go through go through Mexico. I know it happens. It's just typically it's a little bit easier for them to get through with Florida, although more treacherous. Uh, The stunt by Castro, who previously served as the mayor of San Antonio and secretary of housing and urban development under the Obama administration, was executed to illustrate his opposition to a policy barring migrants to seek asylum from staying in the United States before their court dates. Now, why do we not want them to stay in the United States before their court dates? Because 98 percent of them never come back for the court date and they disappear into the country, never to be seen again until they are either found or they commit some other crime and are detained. Uh, This Remain in Mexico program is a complete disaster, he said. No, it's not. It's actually the wisest move. And by the way, a lot of the people, once they realize, we did this story several weeks ago, once they realize they can't stay in the United States and they have to stay on the Mexican side of the border until they're hearing, they choose to go home. Okay? So, again, they're not seeking actual asylum. They are economic migrants. They don't want to live in the country that they live in, which... For the record, I can appreciate this is the greatest place on earth. There's a reason that more people try to come here than anywhere else on on earth. I get that. However, we have laws and we have a process. As flawed as the process might be through legal channels, it is the process and you can't abuse that. Um, So anyway, what is interesting about this particular case is that uh, Castro went ahead, went across the border, found them, brought them back across into the United States. And you know what the Border Patrol did? Sent them all back. (laughs) Said, no, this isn't how it works. Just because you're a presidential candidate doesn't mean you get to go take people and illegally bring them into the United States. You can't do that. And they sent them all home. The Border Patrol responded to the display by following the law, returning the migrants that Castro used as props back to Mexico by 5 p.m. local time. They not only went back to Mexico, they went back that day. So let me just ask a question. I realize that he has 0% in the polling, but... Do you really care about those people if you were bringing them across the border in violation of U.S. law to where they had to be sent back to Mexico to await their hearing? Or were you just exploiting them for your campaign? Which is exactly what people keep doing to these immigrants who are trying to come to the United States. They keep getting exploited by people. Like I said... Being pro-open borders is pro-indentured servitude. I've seen it. I grew up with it. I, I, it's too commonplace in this country. Um, and for the most part, people who support this, like Castro and most of the Democratic field, if not all of them, they want cheap labor to be in the United States, to be exploited at lower than standard wages, uh, with less vacation time, less benefits, and things like that, because it's cheaper to have those people caring for your kids and cleaning your homes and doing those menial jobs you need done around the house without you having to hire somebody that's going to cost you a lot more who is in this country legally or as a U.S. citizen. And it's shameful that people accept this type of behavior from people in our society. 
We have more coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can always send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. And ladies and gentlemen, 95.3 MNC and Final Phase Electric are officially kicking off the countdown to the 2020 presidential election with the fourth annual noise on Saturday, November 2nd at Center 615 in Elkhart. Our special guests this year are 95.3 MNC and Fox News host, best-selling author Brian Kilmeade, and townhall.com editor, Fox News contributor, and best-selling author herself, Katie Pavlich, is going to be here. Somebody sent me a message today and said that we need to be passing out rags and stuff uh, to all of the guys that come into the building so they can stop drooling over Katie while she's here. And that way we prevent a slipping hazard on the floor. General admission tickets are on sale now for just $40. Every attendee will receive one copy of Brian's brand new book, Sam Houston. That is an advanced copy. You'll have it a few days before it's available to the general public. Tickets are available now at 953MNC.com or the 953MNC studios at 237 West Edison Road in Mishawaka. A group rate is available for parties of 10 or more. You can contact us about that. And again, it is Saturday, November 2nd, presented by Final Phase Electric and 95.3 MNC. And any of you who are listening outside of our normal market, I would encourage you to get your tickets and come as well. In fact, I took a bunch of listeners to our sister station in Fort Wayne's uh, Talk Tank, and that was a blast. We actually had a limo. We took it all down and... And it was a lot of fun. So uh, if you are interested in great commentary and a good time, Brian Kilme, Katie Pavlich, you can't beat that anyway. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So again, go to 953mnc.com, get your tickets online. We're closing shop here at the studio in four minutes, so you may not make it. But if you want to swing by, we do take cash or card during normal business hours. All right, so we just had the story about Castro, um, Julian Castro, who I call Julian affectionately. He brought several migrants across the border. Border Patrol obeyed the law, sent them back uh, by 5 p.m. that night. And somebody had asked if he could be charged as a coyote. No, he, he took them to a port of entry, so he didn't technically break the law. He's just being stupid and using them as props because that's all illegal immigrants are to a lot of folks in this country is props. Uh, but now an update on the border wall. So far, 71 to 89 miles of construction have been completed it's between that number, okay? Uh, there is a new website called Trump Wall Construction. It went live recently with information on the current progress of the border wall. Remember, the goal is to get 509 miles built. Uh, this happened without a single vote from Democrats. The website includes an interactive map that is information on planning the current work in progress of the sectors of the border wall. It tells you where they are. Um, what stage they are in and everything else. So you can actually follow all of this. Pretty pretty interesting. The creator of the website, Donaldo Magnus, obviously not their real name. Uh, of course, it's a play on, on Trump being Magnus. 
Uh, welcome to my website. I created this to be one-stop shop to find out all about the status of Trump's border wall. The fake news refuses to cover this in any kind of meaningful way other than shallow 30-second clips or short articles or to say that no wall has been built, uh, which is not true. Wall has been built. And and you here's the thing. Um, some of the wall that was built early on, they retrofitted old wall to be compliant with the new wall and it became more effective. Uh, so they were saying, well, that's not new wall. Well, it is because, you know, it used to have people hopping over the thing and now they can't hop over it. So now it's actually a barrier that works uh, as opposed to not working. I made Ann Coulter laugh when I was talking about that video of that guy who hopped the new section of the wall in San Diego and broke both of his legs and how I thought that was funny. And she laughed and <laughs> And she she quickly realizes she was no longer the bad guy doing that interview because Ann Coulter is so used to being the bad guy. Suddenly it was me who was the bad guy, and I think that was a relief for her. I was frustrated that nobody was covering this in a way really understand exactly where the new wall was being built and where the existing wall was. The U.S.-Mexico border is 2,000 miles long. Didn't really understand exactly where the wall already was and where the new wall would be built. So with my interactive map, you can see exactly where the wall is being built as well as current wall. Uh, they said that they're going to do their best to update those maps and keep it current. So you can do that. Uh, again, the website is trumpwallconstruction.com. Hold on, i got to get to the... Oh, trumpwall.construction. Okay, trumpwall.construction. And so miles built, they have 89. Again, the goal is 509 plus. Uh, I think they said they wanted that done in a year or so. So again, you can go keep up with it there at trumpwall.construction. They have the interactive maps for all of that. Don't forget, you can watch online, youtube.com slash host or twitch.tv slash host. Make sure you like and subscribe while you are there. You can follow me on Facebook and Parlor at host on Instagram at ASD9. More coming up on 95.3 MNC.